0: Again, from Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god amen let us pray gracious heavenly father as you've given us these words on this day to god we ask that you continue to bless us in every way through the power of your holy spirit and that you would again guide us into your truth for all of our lives and in christ's name we pray amen please be seated You know, whenever you come to talk about things like graduation and the end of schooling and all of those kinds of things, we must always come to talk about knowledge. Now, I'm sure that some of you are very excited to be the end of this particular journey. Some of you may be interested in further education you know, getting more letters after your name or whatever that might be and that is a wonderful thing to get grow in knowledge to grow in uh, you know education all of these kinds of things and we should focus on that kind of learning on a day like today but when we get down to it we need to remember what the purpose of education is for Christians because that's what we are. We are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and we believe that everything that we do is for the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do we go to school? It's not just because your mom made you go to kindergarten and picked you up and forced you into that classroom. Now, I can testify in my own life that the only reason I'm standing here today is because my mom picked me up by the back of my neck and made me go to school for 18 years. In fact, the only reason I graduated from high school, I think, is because my mom made me go to school even weeks before I graduated. And that was because not only did she love me, But she wanted me out of the house. And that was the only way to accomplish that. So, when we think about all of these things, you know, the reason why we're here, right, we do remember, again, the faithful work of our mothers and our fathers to get us to this point. And so, that's part of the reason of education to get us out of the house, right, to get us employed, to find us laborers in the world whatever those might be. And when we think about the labors that God has given us to do, it's also worthwhile to remember that it doesn't matter what you do. Everything that we do is for the glory of God. And one of the things that we have taught as Presbyterians for centuries at this point is that it doesn't matter whether you own the company or you clean the company toilets, Each are given by the Lord for the blessing of God's people. And we're to clean those toilets with as much energy and focus and regard for the Lord as if we owned the company. This whole idea of vocation that is taught in the scriptures is grounded again in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. When we clean toilets for the company, we're doing so again because we've been created in God's image. We've been made as new creatures in Christ to testify to the world that we're going to make sure that whatever it is that we do is done to perfection and to the strength that we've been given by our God. And again, the purpose of that is not so that we are built up but so that others might see the effect that our faith has on real life. And it's, it's, it's plenty good enough to say you believe in Jesus, right, to do the kind of the bare minimum in that regard, but what effect does it have on your day-to-day reality? You know, do you, have you ever considered that, that the work that you do every day at your job? will affect how others understand the Lord Jesus. But that's reality. Especially if you're going to tell people that you are a church-going Christian. They're going to see in the way that you're obedient to your boss. The way that when you're tasked with something, that you go forward with it, and you accomplish that goal. It's going to testify to everyone around you, Again, that effect of not just your education, that education that you received is gonna teach you how to do a job. But it's not gonna teach you how to do it well. It's not gonna teach you how to care for your fellow employees. It's not gonna teach you how to, again, relate to your boss or your employer, or if you're working for yourself, your customers. But in this passage we have here in Romans chapter 12 where the Apostle Paul is beseeching you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. He's not just talking about your attendance in worship on the Lord's day. It's part of it. Your attendance to the things of the Lord in the reading of the Scriptures. In your daily prayer life. All that is part of what Paul is talking about here. But he also has in mind, again, the quote-unquote mundane things that we do every day. Now for those of you all who are moving on to further education, why should you study? Well, so that you don't fail. That's a good reason to study. Why else should you study? Because somebody's paying for you to be there and you need to honor that gift that you've been given. That's one of the things that has been true in my own educational uh, movement is that at every level that I've attained, I've gotten better grades each time I moved up. And the reason for that is is because it dawned on me about halfway through college that I was paying to be there and that if I was going to flunk out of college, I was the one that was going to be on the hook for all of that money that I spent to be there. And that was a worthwhile charge to myself midway through my sophomore year of college where things were a little bit teetering on the edge. But again, why was that a motivation? Because I understood again that I had skin in the game here. right? I had a role to play in the midst of that. But again, when we think even more deeply about that, we are reminded again that we are called to do well in school, not just because we're paying for it, not just because we have a responsibility to do that, but because, again, it is a testimony to our faith in the living God that we not just persevere, but that we do well in the midst of that. That's part of our reasonable service to the Lord. Again, Lord, the, God has not called us to mediocrity. Right? The Lord has called us to work diligently in everything that we do to bring glory unto His name. Again, that includes whether or not you're going to go work for yourself, you're going to go work at an employer, if you're going to go and go to college or do whatever. Again, everything that you're doing must be done in light of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and if you are gonna if you already know that you're going to struggle with this if you already know that you have much fear in your heart about that which is in front of you well, what are we called to do in the midst of that we well, can notice what the Apostle Paul says again I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you are engaging in whatever it is you're going to engage in, then you need to be reminded again that you've been called to something different than what the world has been called to. You have been called to something greater than what the world has been called to. You've been called, again, not just to be a child of living God. You've been called not just to, you know, again, show your faith by the way that you work, by the way that you study, by the way that you focus yourselves, but you've also been called, again, not to be conformed to this world, but, but to ground everything that you are doing in the wisdom that God has provided for you in the Scriptures. Again, it does you no good to get a big fancy degree and to get a big pretty piece of paper on the wall if it has no blessing from the Lord. Because there's a lot of smart people out there with a lot of fancy degrees who can't find their ways out of a paper bag spiritually. And when we, again, think about the nature of that, and we think about what the Lord has called us to through this particular passage, and in the life that we've been given, then we need to be reminded to ground ourselves, no matter what we're doing, in this place that we've been given by the Lord our God. So again, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So again, as you grow with head knowledge, as you grow in understanding, as you grow in these things, again, ensure that your heart and your soul and your spiritual life is keeping up with that head knowledge. Because again, you can get all the fancy degrees that you want, but at the end of the day, that's not going to matter a hill of beans when the end of days comes. And that has to be, again, the main focus of your life. That has to be the main focus of everything that you do. Again, your understanding of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that spiritual growth that is necessary to see the perfect and acceptable will of God. As you, again, uh, begin this new chapter in your life. And I know some of you all are still about a month away from graduation. And some of y'all have already graduated. Some of y'all are already employed. And some of y'all have been employed for a while. You're all in different places as you come to this point in time. But one of the things that you all have in common is, again, this call that we see here in Romans chapter 12. As you make decisions about the next steps in your life, as you think about what it is that you want to do, Make sure you ask the question, what is it the Lord is wanting you to do? What is the Lord calling you to do at this moment in time in your life? And again, don't use the Lord as a cop-out to not do anything. You can't sit around and say, well, I'm just waiting for the Lord to, to, to give me a vision of what I'm supposed to do. One of the blessings that we've been given as Christians is we're not in this alone. We're not walking these paths by ourselves. One of the ways that we are conformed to the Lord Jesus Christ and understanding the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is that we have been given a council of brothers and sisters to go to. We've been given elders in the faith to which we can turn and seek advice and understanding about where it is the Lord is calling us. And don't be afraid to reach out to myself or to the elders here at Bethany to help you walk these paths. And of course, you've been given mothers and fathers who have walked a path before you, who have great wisdom as to what the real world looks like and what the reality is for this moment in time. You think about, again, the wisdom of multiple counselors. Counselors. The wisdom, again, of thinking through what it is the Lord would have you to do, again, includes the Bethany family here. And we're here to support you. We're here to pray for you. And we're here to listen to you as you struggle with what might be coming forward. And do not leave this place today and let this be the last time that we see you or hear from you. And let this be the beginning of a new relationship that we have with you. One of the realities about the culture in which we live is that when you graduate from high school and you graduate from college, it's almost as if you're being kicked out of the nest. Eighteen is this magical age in our culture where all of a sudden you're an adult. Well, I think some of us recognize that you, know, you become an adult long before you're 18 years old. There's nothing super special about that, right? The Bible understands you're an adult when you're 12, Now, I don't know how many of our 12-year-olds in here would consider themselves to be an adult, but it's worthwhile to remember again that you are in a position where you're going to be asked to make a lot of decisions that are going to affect you for a long term in your life. And you cannot be in a position where you're not seeking the advice of God's people in the midst of that. Because again, we're here To assist you in that, we're here to disciple you in the midst of that. Some of you were baptized in this church. Remember, one of the things that this church testifies when you are baptized is that we will raise you up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Well, that promise doesn't end when you turn 18, right? There's not a term limit on baptismal covenantal promises. I can guarantee you just as many old people here tonight are in need of the wisdom and the counsel of the Lord as you are. And and old people need, again, the comfort of the saints in the midst of their own lives as they're making decisions for themselves. So again, God has given unto us a blessed family in order to help us, to encourage us and watch over us. Again, if you're struggling tonight with what to do, if you don't know where the next steps are, again, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Because That's part, again, of understanding what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And we're a covenant family here. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Now I know most of y'all are, are blood-related to one another, but we have a different relationship with each other. We all have been saved by the blood of the Lamb. We have been given, again, a new life in Jesus Christ. We've been made new creatures in Him. We're no longer Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. We're one in Christ Jesus. And so this is a blessed time again tonight to remember what the Lord has given to you, what the Lord has provided for you, and what the Lord will give you in the future. So make use of these things. And remember the call that's been placed on your heart. Again, not just to love the Lord Jesus Christ today. But to ensure that you're loving the Lord Jesus Christ in the years to come. That you're blessing your own children with the things of the Lord. For this is your reasonable service as sons and daughters of the living God. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give thanks again for this day and for this time. And to God, we pray that your hand would be upon the hearts of these graduates today. To God, that you would guide them as they walk forward and as they seek to serve you as is their reasonable service. And that your glory may be the focus of their lives. And they might remember that again, you have given them a covenant family who cares for them, who loves them. And seeks that they might be grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray. Amen. Let's turn now to our uh, closing Bible song number 259.